What's up, everybody? My name is Bryce, aka Dubs Not Subs. It's been a long, long time since I've said that. I've been gone for a while now. It's just been very busy. I'll give you guys a little update in a second, but I am back with the podcast arc. I'm not really sure what I want to do with this channel right now, if I'm being honest. It's been a long time since I even decided to <laughs> even put this up, and this has been delayed for a couple weeks, because you'll see in a lot of these stories that I had planned out, they're pretty old, I'm not even gonna lie, so we'll just have to live with it, that is what it is, but I hope you guys are all doing well, I haven't talked to you all in a while, so I hope everyone's having a good time, they're enjoying life, I hope life's been better for you guys, it seems a lot with the vaccines rolling out and all this, that maybe there'll be a hope to roll back to normalcy at some point, but it's seeming also that more lockdowns are imminent anyway, and we're gonna have to put our mask on, even with that 5G installed in us, but at least we're gonna have really good reception, but enough about that and what's up with me why have i been gone so long in all honestly been just kind of not motivated to make videos to be honest just working dealing with a lot of things personally you know a lot of things just going on where i just really didn't feel like creating videos and i didn't really have the motivation to do it felt like i was kind of lost with the direction that i have my channel in didn't really know what i wanted to do with it so i just stopped and to be honest, I still am not 100% sure where I want my channel to head in, but hey, it is what it is. I'm going to keep working on it, and hopefully I'll find my direction now. I'm not going to promise any scheduled times for when these podcasts come out, but I'm going to try to do at least once a week, get back to that. I really enjoyed doing these, and hopefully this will keep me consistent, and then hopefully I'll get back to doing regular videos now if you just heard that clanging and banging all around that is actually because i also have a new dog and this dog is called winry from full metal alchemist absolutely y'all know me i still gotta love that wee lifestyle even though i'm not on camera doing it so yes winry she's awesome she is about nine weeks old and doesn't know how to not make noise she's just throwing her food bowl all over the place and i wish she would stop but hey it is what it is i don't really care I let her have some fun while she's young because we know when it gets older it doesn't get as fun but Anyway, besides having the new dog, I also recently tore my ACL. Now, if any of you guys have been playing sports before or know about ACL injuries, you know they're not very fun. So, fairly soon, I'm going to have to go in and get surgery on it to get a new ACL because it's completely torn. Fun times, and I can't wait to be able to do it. So... I'm going to have to do that. I won't be able to walk for a little bit. I also have school starting up very recently, or very soon, not recently. And so a lot of things are on my plate, but I really want to get back to doing this. This is something I very much loved and enjoyed doing, so I hope that I can continue to do it and not fall off the wagon and hopefully refine as much love as I did in the beginning of it because I still enjoy doing it, but it feels like a lot of, like, how I used to read manga too, like first getting started, that like fantasy stage is over, so that like dream stage is like, oh this is awesome, and then kind of reality sets in when like time, motivation, is this really worth all my time and effort that I'm putting into these videos and all this kind of stuff, so that's what it is, and that's what's been pretty much going on with me, so I hope you guys are all having a good day, I think I said that at the beginning, I don't remember, but I want to make sure to tell you guys to have a good day, either way, so we have a decent amount of stories here, I'm going to go off a couple that are just in my head right now that weren't written down, so the first one I want to talk about is that 
the Funimation Crunchyroll deal has officially gone through. Now, this wasn't a guaranteed thing right at the beginning because there are monopoly laws in certain countries to be able to have that approved and see if it would go through so that Funimation could own Crunchyroll, but now it officially has been bought, and we do not know 100% what's going to be, be happening right now with Funimation and Crunchyroll, whether they're going to merge, stay separate, or anything like that. Basically, the only thing we've heard is that it's been officially announced and that everything in it finally got approved. And so we're going to probably see these two companies merge. I would only assume that's what it's going to be. So only time will really tell what that's going to be like and how it's really going to pan out, to be honest. And I'm kind of excited and I'm kind of worried because now pretty much we only have, what, High Dive, which isn't really a competitor in my opinion, Amazon and Netflix. So we have three big companies basically fighting over all the anime and like sentai films and a couple other like smaller companies and stuff like that that are trying to license anime but for the most part for streaming services that's all we have is now those three and retro crush but that's for only like old shows and stuff like that but it's a really nice thing if you want old shows and like old anime definitely check that out that one's free retro crush is free but let's get into our first topic here and that is about the let me see pull this up right now it is called the alpha manga app once this like, article loads up i don't know why it's not but basically another new manga streaming service has come out alpha alpha polis launches and then another one called azuki manga also came out on android i don't know how long azuki's been out but i've heard about it for a while but this is the first time i actually recently known that it came out officially on android so with this, we have two new streaming, two new manga streaming services. We're getting the opposite of a what's it called uh, of the Funimation Crunchyroll and all that stuff. We have a more free-for-all kind of climate right now for anime. I mean, not anime for manga. So this is going to be kind of the Wild West days of this. I'm sure it's going to get a lot more centralized and more of an oligarchy the way it goes on so we'll see how this ends up panning out because i know that what's it called mangamo is owned it has like a bunch of big investors from the like the anime and not anime anime and manga because i believe it has hulu viz media uh crunchyroll i think was in it funimation was invested into it a lot of people were invested into mangamo although i find it to be a very disappointing app to be honest and overall, I find a lot of these apps, to be honest, basically because of Kodansha, which is what I want to get into on one of these videos recently, or soon, hopefully, I will be able to get into why I actually hate these streaming services. Not all of them, like Manga Planet and a, and a couple other of them are excluded, in my opinion. But to get back onto these, Alpha Manga is basically a free manga app. You don't have to pay for a subscription for it. You have a bunch of different titles. None of them seem to be any like the main Kodansha or anything like that. That kind of titles so we have something like office of defense and dances multi-mind mayhem new saga stuff you've never heard of to be honest they're all very like indie and small things so we have remonster which would probably be the most popular one on there and then azuki has one thing that's unique about it and that is it also has licenses with katen books and katen books has a couple of decent series out there that i really enjoy such as gotcha girl corpse uh uzu made and a other one i don't remember exactly and overall other than that azuki really only has 
Kojancho books, which I really, really don't like because I'll give you a little spoiler to the video when I make it. It's that you don't get the entire title for that. You only get to stream maybe like five, six chapters, maybe like 30 or 40 if you're lucky, but 90% of the stuff on there, you're not going to be able to get anything of. The only thing that has like any completes, I think, for Kodansha, and that's only select titles, even most of the stuff on these sites that have complete versions of Kodansha's manga is like a silent voice, it has like one or two others and like just thrown out there ones, and that is on Inker, and I think Magamo might have one or two of those also, but Inker made like a special extended like contract with Kodansha to get that kind of finished title, so pretty much it's a waste of your money in my opinion, unless they start to offer more things outside of Kodansha and more like niche, other kind of magazine and stuff like that. Because there are a ton of magazines out there in Japan and tons of manga that can still get licensed and you can get like the full complete versions of for it. So, Azuki has a decently well-made uh, app. But overall, I don't think really any manga streaming service is really worth it right now because you don't get a finished version of 90% of the stuff there because you have all just Kodansha kind of products. But that's pretty much all I have to say about this app. And next, we're going to be moving on to two new manga got announced, and there is a new Terraformers manga. If you guys like Terraform Mars, there's going to be a new manga that is from the creator it's not going to be from the terraform our world but it has a very interesting concept that's slated to come out in september i believe and then a sino alice manga has been officially announced for square enix games so that should be coming over in english now as this loads up basically sino alice a gorgeous and gory mobile rpg that blurs the line between dreams and reality fairy tales and facts you can now read the manga adapted from the popular game so basically the visual novel novel has been not the visual yeah that's what they're called visual novels has been adapted into a manga so you'll get to read your favorite sino alice games it looks interesting i might pick up a little bit of it just to check it out and see what it's like next up we have kind of like the biggest thing that's been going on lately, and that is the great and amazing manga shortage. So there has been a ton of manga missing if you guys have been looking into stores, looking online. I haven't been able to find Slam Dunk 5 for about three months now, and I want to just continue Slam Dunk, but I can't get 5 because it's been out of stock everywhere for so long, and I don't know where to get it. And there's been a couple other manga that I've not been able to get for... It because of just like I think with the influx of all of COVID and then everybody ending up watching anime and then ending up wanting to check out the mangas of it, they ended up getting a huge surplus of orders. Basically, too much demand, not enough supply, and what's going to happen is now we're gonna have to wait for a little bit until the equilibrium adjusts to the point where we can now have the manga equal to supply and demand. But I don't know if we're in really a bubble for manga because of obviously with covid what's going to happen when everything goes back to normal are people really going to stick around and still read i'm sure some of them will but i think the majority of people aren't going to really care anymore and are just going to kind of go back to only watching anime and doing their own thing so we'll see about the lasting effects that this kind of surge has on the manga community because this is something that could be really good overall for the community because you could get a lot more new time readers and a lot more entries to manga which would warrant a lot more people licensing the manga in japan to bring it over in english but 
I don't really see that happening, and I think a lot of it is going to end up just being, like, short-term fans of manga going back to their stuff once this is all over. They're not going to really read it much anymore. Like, I tried to learn Japanese during COVID, and I ended up stopping that because I ended up going back to work, having everything that happens, and it's kind of, like, giving up on it, you know, getting busy and not really caring about it anymore. I started to learn drums, too. I got really bored over COVID, but... Once that was done, I just kind of dipped on it. So basically, that is kind of, kind of, you know, iffy to see how it's going to turn out in the whole industry. Hopefully, we end up getting a new, a bunch of new readers, and they all stay, and then we get to have a majority of people stay, and then we have a new surge of manga and get a bunch of stuff. Because I believe we've beaten the 2008. I think it was around the time that manga was at its peak or something like that, like the peak of Tokyo Pop or whatever. So that could be very interesting to see how it works on that or if we're going to get a bitcoin 60,000 back down to 30,000 and then we're going to have be steady again it's gonna be very interesting i hope for the best for the manga community but it sucks for everybody who's already in the community not trying to get stuff like if you guys want to see a more in-depth look in this uh hopefully i'll remember if not go check out between the shelves by uchu shelf and what's the other on the shelf so these guys have made a podcast episode about the manga shortage and they go a lot more in depth and know a lot more than me because i believe zach is from not from the manga industry but he definitely knows a lot more than me and so does on the shelf I would probably assume, you know, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee I'm the stupidest guy here, but I would bet that I am. So if you want a more in-detail look and like kind of talk, talking points about that and it being the main episode or main theme, go check that out. And that is Between the Shelves. Just look up the Great Manga Shortage with that. They have their own channel. They're on Twitter and all that. But overall, this has sucked huge penises for me because there's just so many manga that I kind of want to check out that are just, you know, out of stock. And I'm not able to get it, especially all you guys, Chain, Chainsaw Man fans. I've been seeing that crazy, like, hike up in price and, like, how they're selling, like, Volume 2's, like, freaking crazy high prices for it. And it makes no sense to me. So, you know, hopefully this all in, ends up evening out and we end up going back to normal manga and being able to read what we want. Because it's getting really kind of frustrating, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just want to see some big anime tits and I'm not allowed to. I'm, like, literally banned from doing it. Next up... We have a look back by Tatsuki Fujimoto, the creator of Chainsaw Man. This is the one shot that was in Shonen Jump a couple weeks ago. But like I said, the, like all the points I had were from a little bit away. So you can see how long I've been delaying this and procrastinating from it. But this manga was absolutely amazing. I really went in there thinking this is going to be stupid. This is going to suck. It's just going to be another like throw off idea or something like that. It's a one shot. I didn't really take it so seriously, especially with the wackiness of Fire Punch and Chainsaw Man. I didn't know the direction he was going to go with it, but boy, did he take it the right direction. Like it was genuinely like one of the best, like told stories in such a short amount of time it was only 140 pages or something like that i believe and man was it was it super good and super insightful just seeing these two characters one who created manga and started competition because the other one back in like elementary school was better at drawing them and watching how they develop as a relationship and their friendship and ends up seeing what happens at the end it was a really really well thought out story and it was really fleshed out and it really felt like you got the complete 
story within 140 pages which is so hard i think for especially manga to do something that relies on like as many volumes as possible pretty much which is kind of a disappointing thing in the community in my opinion or in manga in general because i prefer i don't prefer but i really enjoy those stories that can really tell you everything within one to like four volumes and you're like wow that's it that's all i get but it feels complete and you feel satisfied something like sickness under death i tell i talk about that all the time it's like my favorite short story or short volume manga it's only two volumes and it's absolutely fantastic it tells such a great story it's basically about this psychiatrist who's training or it's a college student training to become a psychiatrist and he's in college and he ends up meeting a girl who becomes his first patient and then we get to learn about everything that goes on with that and it really brings us a question about life and death what is reality and what counts as living so that is another personal recommendation of mine sickness under death absolutely a fantastic fantastic manga definitely check it out if you ever get the chance it's such a good series and next up we have the what is this blade runner yeah blade runner black lotus anime trailer has been released it's going to be a 3d cgi trailer or not trailer anime on toonami and this is kind of looking kind of meh but i'm also a little bit excited i'm actually a big fan of blade runner series specifically blade runner 2049 i was not as big as a fan of blade runner and maybe because i'm so stupid that i didn't really get all the concepts of it but i was confused a lot of the time but this anime seems like it could be pretty decent i'm excited to actually check it out also like alicia cara did like the intro song for it or the like the op i don't know for sure it is but she does a song on there so i don't know if she's doing the entire album but it's absolutely kind of weird just to see alicia cara at an anime and doing that so this is going to be a sequel from blade runner 2049 and it's going to be about a female recommend re replicant or an artificially created humanoid being and so this is going to reflect the dystopian world that had the 2049 feel of it in the original novel and so this is going to have a lot of cool concepts and i think it could be very good even if the animation isn't the best i think the story in blade runner is the best parts and the questions and all the like thought provoking kind of concepts it brings in is its best feature so i'm actually so excited for it i'm not gonna hate on it until i get to see it which i will probably end up hating on because i don't like cgi anime that much and they're usually kind of bad but i'm holding out hope that this is going to be very very good next up we have the anime site scam now y'all know i'll know about this it, it is about anime tube you guys know it started on kickstarter it actually had two previous iterations of it on kickstarter and it basically it got shut down twice or didn't no it didn't get funded twice sorry and now this time for some reason ended up getting hundred and ten thousand dollars in pledges that's absolutely insane and basically it promised a bunch of free anime to anybody because licensing and stuff was way too easy in japan apparently there's no nothing about that and they basically announced that they were going to have attack on titan like my hero academia a bunch of things a bunch of things from sentai films works and a bunch of things that was already licensed in america so basically every company came out and was like yo bro you know this isn't like you know you don't have the rights to this and like they're like nah we're not nah, we're in tar and talks 
and so like and then people's replies would be like bro we only we, we talked to you on linkedin or we didn't we didn't even talk to you on linkedin you messaged us on linkedin they didn't even reply most of these companies or any of these companies i don't think any company was in works or talks even talks in a way it was a one-way conversation at best for this so it was absolutely hilarious to see this whole thing but the sad thing was that this whole thing actually got funded a hundred and ten thousand dollars and so sad to see that enough people actually like bought into this concept i feel like it is a younger audience and i understand the want and desire to get a free anime site with n with nothing on it and like just license so easily and stuff like that and to have everything like a one-stop shop for anime but the sad truth of reality is i don't think we'll ever get a world like that especially with the kind of markets we created in japan america and like all this stuff there's just no way that it's ever going to be feasible to have something like this legally obviously obviously illegally it could be possible so i don't want to say you know nothing could happen but almost 100 percent, i guarantee you guys it's never going to happen legally maybe i could be wrong boy do i hope i am most of the stuff i say is wrong anyway so maybe i just brought us on like really good fortune right there but yeah basically everything got taken down they were lying about working on all this stuff it got officially suspended on kickstarter and it's been labeled as a total scam by literally everybody in the industry it is a hoax don't end up buying it they had like a bunch of bat like a bunch of lies on there and a bunch of anime that wasn't even true like they basically just took stock photos from google and slapped the same anime character over it and it has a really really bad logo in my opinion it looks really looks really bad but you know to each their own if this guy was being serious I think he could have went about it a way better way in a way more legit way than this because this just really totally felt like a scam from the start and like all the promises and like all the stuff that was really going in on it. It was really, yeah, it was not a good thing to be honest and good thing that it got suspended. Hopefully everyone who put the money in will get it back and hopefully this ends up being a lesson to not uh, try to scam people. But it seems like he got his money. We'll see what ends up happening with that if he ends up keeping the money, but I'm sure I'm almost positive that he's going to be able to just or that Kickstarter is just going to refund everybody in the money because I think it's going to be really weird if they let this man keep the money as it's been labeled a total scam. So next up we have what is this anime pay rate? I gotta relook at this one to be sure. I might just read the article to make sure that I don't mess this up. So it's from Anime News Network. Okay, Mappa's comments on animator pay rates in statement. So I'm just going to read this article when I can find the... Okay, so I'm going to read this article. Bear with me. I don't want to misspeak about something like this or get myself sued for some random reason because Mappa be crazy. Not as bad as like Aniplex or some crazy stuff like that. But anyway, Mappa released a statement on Wednesday afternoon to address recent discussions about one of the company's as yet unannounced productions saying that information has been shared and discussed in ways that invite misunderstanding. MAPPA claimed that it has never offered unreasonable compensation to creators, but offered rates that are fair relative to the budget of the project, whether in current or past project. It also claims that it has never forced or coerced creators to work. Animator Ipai Ichi asserted earlier this month that MAPPA was offering severely low rates for animators in the company working on Netflix anime. With a MAPPA production supposedly off with a MAPPA producer supposedly offering 3,800 yen, about $34 per cut, 
Ichi laid the blame on Netflix for such low rates, saying that for all the exuberant money of capital of Netflix, it ha it's a problem that they've state sta started to place orders with such low rate. There's a possibility that the prices are even lower than a TV series. Ichi noted that the price per cut for television animation tends to be at 3,800 to 7,000 yen. However, MAPPA said in a statement on Wednesday that the anime was not projected ordered by a major platform, but the latest work is in a, an existing TV series and one which is already planning by MAPPA. MAPPA offered the upcoming animation for distribution to a major platform with production beginning after the sale price and then the budget of the show was finalized. So basically it's making it sound like that MAPPA decided to sell this company or this anime to a major platform. So it is on like a Netflix animation or Amazon Prime or something of that sort. So we're going to see how this ends up, you know, kind of going. This is horrible that people should be paid their fair rates. Nobody should be getting bottom dollar for kind of their stuff and barely scraping by, especially if you're doing something like that. Your animation's literally everything in an anime. Let's be honest. Think of Real Girl. This is the only one I can think of. I love Real Girl, but it, the animation is absolutely absolutely dog shit it's horrible think of seven deadly sins in the new season when mappa left and we have what was i was it studio david or was that for one punch man one punch man is also another example once your animation quality becomes shit people don't want to watch it anymore like it, it really is such an important thing to do and it's and it's an obvious thing to say you know just stating out loud of course an anime animation is going to be one of the most important things for it so it is absolutely insane that that companies would be willing to not pay these people enough because first off it's demoralizing like just like not even from like a legally or mo like moral standpoint demoralizing in the sense of like why would someone want to work as hard if they're getting paid barely anything to do it and they know they're not making as much as other people especially seeing everything around in the anime community or the animation community and stuff like that over in japan knowing what other people's rates are and knowing that you're getting barely anything to make one of the most prominent and biggest companies of anime their their stuff so why would you try as hard you know but then again you know you got work ethic and all this other stuff that's personal but just not to pay someone off is not motivating enough to make someone want to create something absolutely special so i think that is one of the one of the bigger reasons too that a company should pay someone their fair share just from their own perspective it's like i want this guy to work hard so i'll pay him a little extra so that maybe will make him mo so he'll be more motivated to you know maybe do a little bit extra willing to work a little bit harder or maybe like revise something and not give as many problems because he's getting paid more to do it and he feels like he's making what he deserves and obviously from an immoral standpoint people deserve to get paid what they need because people need food water expenditures like house payments and all this kind of stuff we all know it so these people this is their living like they cannot survive without animating stuff so they have to take some of these jobs some of these people who don't have as aren't as big in the anime community where they can just go no i don't need that i can go anywhere and get it and some of these people have contracts some of these people are hired through employees they're not all freelance so there's so much stuff where people are just kind of like stuck at this rate that they're at when they should be making more and they're probably living really subpar lives because they're having to be forced to create take these roles because it's easy to say don't take the roles then if but if they don't take this low pay rolls, not only are they not going to get paid at 
all, they're not going to be able to live. So making some money when they're forced to not have another option, especially if you're an employee of a company or something like that, it's going to be very hard to turn down an offer on something that is your livelihood. It's the reason your family has a house. It's part of the reason your family has a house if you're both, both sides are working. And so just like just be like just don't say yes to that like it's kind of a very like what is it broad way of just saying of course everyone said no to it if any every animator said no to it i'm sure there'd be a change in the industry everyone boycotted this day the company the company wouldn't survive the industry wouldn't survive they'd be forced to do it but the likelihood to get every single animator to band together and just you know leave because not only that you have all these people in art schools and all this stuff becoming animators who are going to be willing to take that lower rate. So if these people go, I don't care, maybe it will end up changing or maybe they'll just fire everybody and then go hire new stuff. At least that's what they would do for like people in strikes, not every time in a strike, but certain companies in certain times, I, I'd have to do more research into it, but it's definitely happened where basically the company goes on strike or the employees go on strike, the company fires them, hires new people, and now they're out of a job and the people in there are making the same thing they have and now they have nothing and they're stuck with nothing so it's a very hard thing to do i think companies should just pay their animators or any employee in there their fair share you know if something is a lower budget film you know i'm not opposed to them making a lower rate because obviously the budget's not there for it but if something's a higher budget and they're just doing it to skim money kind of like well who was it was it uh, ufo didn't ufo table like take a bunch of like have a bunch of tax exemptions for demon slayer to make it such a good anime but anyway yes just pay people your fair share it's it's, it's easy it's not that hard in life don't be I, I don't get it i really don't understand the whole thing of like needing all this money and like all the time like i get you want to you know there is the american dream and the chase for money at all this stuff but i don't know money is super important and makes the world go round i'm not going to sit here and deny that but at the same time it's kind of an oxymoron thing to say when i'm telling people to pay their fair share and all this kind of stuff but it just feels like some people at the top would be are willing to cut people down at the bottom just so they can get a little extra money to buy stupid stuff or just say they have more money because they're worth more i put quotation marks out and for on like hand motion so yeah I don't know this whole thing is kind of stupid and they just deserve to make more money that's why i think it's so stupid it should just be a simple concept i don't feel like it's really that hard for it so next up we have netflix is going to be getting into games they're going to be getting into all types of games this is going to be pr pretty cool if this ends up happening so we're going to see what Netflix ends up doing. They haven't really talked about what kind of games they're going to make. So we don't know if it's a Bandersnatch, that Bear Grylls, like, choose-your-own-adventure-style game. Or if it's going to be actual, like, video games. I think they're focusing more on mobile games at the moment is what I remember hearing about it. So we're going to see maybe, like, Angry Birds. Everybody gets to play Angry Birds on their Netflix account. I don't know what kind of BS this is going to be. And I don't know if it's going to even be a part of netflix so you're gonna have to pay an extra subscription on top of it i believe that it's not i believe that it's going to be free if you already have a netflix account at no extra cost so hopefully it does end up being that and i just you know i'm excited for it i'm okay if they try it everyone's free to try something and it could just be beneficial to the video game community if it goes well and if it doesn't it'll be a google stadia or the amazon luna so hopefully 
it all goes well. I'm very excited to see how Netflix ends up having everything pan out because, man, this could be very big to have, like, a bunch of, like, big AAA titles on a Netflix thing and just play it anywhere, kind of like Google Stadia, but for free would kind of be pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. But next up, we have the Steam Deck. This is the newest invention by Gabe Newell. Lord Gabe, Lord Gabe. So this is basically a Nintendo Switch-like console where you can take it portable. It is going to be as strong as a low-powered PC, pretty much. It's going to be running on a lot of AMD. It's going to have Windows 11. It's going to have all this kind of stuff. And so everything will hopefully work well we don't really know i think a couple people have gotten hands onto it i'm not looking super in-depth in it but from what i've heard it looks really nice the game library is the largest game library out of every single console because it has pc xbox playstation games the only thing you're missing out on is playstation and nintendo switch exclusives so every other thing you're going to be able to play and use on this device for cheaper because a lot of the stuff on steam always goes on sale and hopefully this will continue to be a trend i don't see why they would not have their steam summer sales and like all this other crazy stuff so you're going to get them at a lot cheaper price you're going to be able to take pc games and all this other all these other games mobile so that's pretty dope and that's going to be awesome it's around 400 dollars, so it's around the price of all the new consoles so i don't think see being overpriced you can dock it so you can put it up on the tv it's going to have, I think, like, this weird 16 by, like, 900 resolution instead of, like, a 1920 by 1080. So, there's going to be, like, little black bars in a lot of games for that. But I don't think that's going to be too disorienting for it. And I've heard that a lot of people, although the Steam thing kind of looks weird with the controller in the handheld mode, I've heard a lot of people talk about how it is actually comfortable for it. I think, overall, it's going to be absolutely such an amazing console. And if I'm being honest... Out of all the next-gen consoles I've heard about, and this one coming out, I maybe I'm just, like, recency bias, or maybe I'm just, like, I'm just optimistic with this idea. I genuinely believe that this is the best console of the new generation. Because, to be honest, you can get all the new games. You can take it portably. You can dock it and use it as a console. Sure, it's not as strong as a Xbox One or a PS5, but... I don't really care about that, to be honest. Like, I don't need the most powerful thing. I'm going to get a PS5 at some point when it becomes warranted and there's enough exclusives and stuff out like that, but I pretty much just play Apex right now, and I just play that on my PlayStation 4. I don't really see a reason to upgrade, and it's so hard to get one anyway. I just find the Steam Deck to be, like, this ultimate console for me personally. It's mobile. I get a ton of different indie games, which is what I'm really into. I've been playing through Hollow Knight like a bitch lately. Oh, I love Hollow Knight. One of the best games I've ever played. Oh, it's it's so amazing. And I got a couple games after that I plan on playing on my Switch afterwards. Uh, it's going to be Spiritfarer next, and then after that, maybe Chris Tales, unless I find a different game, because Hollow Knight Silksong is coming out at a certain point, so I might end up getting that. But... This console is absolutely amazing in my opinion. I will pro I will definitely be getting this at some point. I don't know if it's going to be right when it comes out or when I save up afterwards to have a bunch of money afterwards. So I am going to get this 100%. I love the idea. I love the concept of this. I think it is absolutely an amazing idea. I am going to completely jump headfirst into my fanboying of it. I'm going to stan it. I don't really care. I really am having a great time with the thought of this. I think it's going to be the best, like, mix hybrid console. I think it's better than Nintendo Switch, besides that getting the exclusive stuff. But 
hey, they're not, and it doesn't seem like they're going to be releasing a new Nintendo console anytime soon, I don't, or maybe they will, I don't know, but either way, I have a Nintendo Switch, so I get to play all the exclusive games, so I don't really care. I really love this Steam Deck, and it looks really awesome, it seems really powerful, and it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun overall. And now, for the last little bit here, I'm going to tell you guys what I've been reading lately, and give you guys a little bit of an insight of some of the manga I've been reading lately. Obviously, Slam Dunk. I talked about it at the beginning, stuck at Volume 5, the start of Volume 5, because I can't get it in, but I have Volumes 1 through 4 right now, and hopefully I will be able to get Volume 5 ASAP, because I want to continue the whole Slam Dunk fandom. I absolutely love it. It's actually a very good and accurate representation of basketball so far. Been having a lot of fun with it. A lot of the basketball manga and stuff like that, like Kirko, No Basketball, there's this other one that was an anime that I saw. I can't remember the name of it. But the other basketball ones didn't really appeal to me. They felt a little bit unrealistic when I was watching them. And so it felt really stupid and outlandish for a lot of it. But overall, Slam Dunk is absolutely fantastic. It such Takio Inoi is such a good manga. Great art. Really makes you want to get pulled into the scene and you are really feeling like you're watching them play basketball. Next up, we have Berserk. And yes, I've been reading this before Kento Miura's passing. I didn't end up start I didn't end up starting reading it before that. I have a video on my channel talking about Kentar Kentaro Miura's passing, so if you guys want to hear more about that, go check out that video. But Berserk is just absolutely amazing. I really love where it is right now in the story. I have the Omnibus 7 right now, I believe. 6 or 7. I believe it's 7 is what I'm on. And it, I'm just absolutely loving it. It's such a great dark fantasy series. Really love Guts. I love this progression, how he's working on it. Casca is such a good character, and especially what she's going through right now is really interesting, and I'm really excited to see how she's going to end up turning out later out later in the story, meeting all these other characters that end up getting pulled into. I think Jessica is one of the characters where I'm at, which uh, if you guys know Father Mosgus, that is the part of the story that I'm at. I'm towards the end of that, and that arc is so good. I really am enjoying it. I really love the art of this series. The action is so good. Really makes you feel like these demons are really attacking you. Really makes it feel horrifying in like such a terrible shitty world, which is what he's painting. And I really think he does a good job at creating that feeling and that hopelessness and despair. But through it, that he's still fighting through and still trying to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. Really enjoy it. Really love it. Next up, we have Kaiju number eight. Probably my favorite digital manga right now. My favorite manga on Shonen Jump at the moment. Every Thursday, absolutely love it. That and My Hero Academia Vigilantes are my two favorite mangas probably at the moment that are on, coming out on Shonen Jump Plus, or not Shonen, or just Shonen Jump. Kaiju number eight is a Shonen Jump Plus title, but I believe the Vigilantes is not. That is an actual Shonen Jump title, but both those both those mangas are absolutely amazing. My Hero Academia is such a great Vigilantes is such a great addition to. MHA and that world and all that lore such good characters I really love the main character the crawler and then getting to see pop step getting to see some of the past like backstories of a racer head and like all this other stuff it's so well done so well created it really feels like you're in the world of my hero academia just in like the underbelly of it love it it's a great prequel to the story absolutely amazing definitely worth checking out if you guys like MHA and Kaiju number eight, such a good Shonen Jump series. It doesn't really break the mode for it, but it really has a lot of the feelings of a lot of other Shonen Jump titles. But to be honest, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> I absolutely love it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm absolutely 
just you know eating it up i can't get enough of kafka the main character and then all the other characters that are involved in it getting to see the new progression and getting to see where the new arc is starting at such a fun series i'm really excited to see where it goes really nice battle manga and definitely another one you guys should check out if you get the chance now speaking of digital manga i have two other series on here that are digital and that is chojin x which is by the new by the creator of tokyo ghoul Shu Isida, I, I probably said it wrong, so I'm sorry about that, but loving it so far. I never finished Tokyo Ghoul. This is making me want to go back and check it out again, but from what we've seen from the six chapters of Chojin X, absolutely amazing. Absolutely loving the intro of it. Really fun introduction to the character. This main character right now has a lot of progression to go through, and I'm excited to see how he gets to it. And I also really love this, like, country bumpkin character that's in there. It's kind of seeming to be a mentor, but in, but I don't know if they're going to end up being partners or not. It's a lot of fun. I really, really love it, and I really have been having a great time with that one also. And then last up is Torture Princess, the one I've been reading the longest for on digital. And Torture Princess, always a classic to me. Such a fun series. It's kind of... It's staying fresh, but it's also kind of getting old at certain parts, to be honest, the way it's going on. I feel like they need, like, a huge, big, like, scene change right now just to get, to, like, get a little bit of refreshing for it. But overall, if you like your, like, cutesy comedy mangas, this will definitely be worth it. Basically, a princess gets captured by the Demon Kingdom and getting tortured, but the torture is not exactly what you expect it to be. It's some of the, like, cutest and funniest manga that I've ever seen. You'll understand if you read it. Like, just just look at the Mao-chan, the Demon Lord's daughter. Oh, fuck. Like, I can't get enough. She's, like, she's like just, like, peak, peak cuteness. Peak child anime cuteness. Like, there's something about that girl that is special. Like, all the characters in here always have, like, such, like, good expressions. Such a good, lively story. All the characters are so much fun. And it really makes you feel like they're just, like, having a friendship. And it really confuses you why they are considered the bad guys. And it really feels like the humans are the bad guys in this story. But it's such a good story. And I really love it. And I can't get enough of it. I'm going to keep reading it until it ends. Because it's just that good and it deserves my time. Last up, we have Solo Leveling. Now, I'm not re reading the Webtoon version of it. I am reading the Yen Press version of it. Love it. It's created great. Oh, my God. It's so well done. The, the way Yen Press has made this manga or this webtoon into a manga style worth it oh my god they did such a good job of reformatting it i cannot wait to collect all of it i'm loving the story it's kind of got a generic setup the person becomes the strongest but it's such a fun story and overall besides like the concept itself becoming weakest something stupid happens where they all die and ends up becoming the like the strongest it's very fun and it, and it has a unique feeling to it especially with the character and like his like power scaling and like his like whole mood kind of and like aura slowly changing as we get to see it go on good story great story can't wait to see where it goes but anyway guys thank you so much for listening i really do hope you enjoy it hopefully i end up having these up on other platforms and end up on spotify and all this other stuff so i'll try my best to have that up there and if you guys enjoy this video please make sure to hit that like button let me know what you guys think i'm interested to see what your guys's comments are about this i always love hearing from you guys i had a lot of fun coming back to this and hopefully i'll be able to come back here next week and have a bunch of new stories for you and we can all have a great time just reading and talking about manga and anime, and just the otaku community. So I hope you all have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or anything you'd like me to hear about. And as always, dubs not subs.